Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the PHNX Sun Devil Show, brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to download the app today and use the code PHNX, and you will get $200 in free bets after making your first NFL bet of just $1. Welcome to our show again. I'm Brittany Boyer. Join with me today, my co-host. What up, people? I'm Shane Diefenbach. And also joining us is the one and only Res Devil, a.k.a. Curtis. (laughs) What's up, man? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, how are you today? How was your drive-in from Levine? You know, I know it's a <laughs> oh. it's kind of a trip making it over to uh, Central Phoenix from over there, but you know, you have the beach house, so well, yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> tough to leave in the beach there. But I, I, you know, I went and had lunch with my wife, and then moseyed on over here. So, what'd you eat? Oh, steaks, Longhorn. Oh, love that. <laughs> love that. That's what Ooh. I had. Well. Yeah. Big game tomorrow against UNLV. It's the first Saturday game of the season for ASU. Are you guys getting out there, you and Miss Res Devil? You know what? She hates the heat. So <laughs> she's going to stay home. She's going to let me, you know, drop Run me wild? off at the tailgate. And then, wow. Uh, yeah. I, oh, I'll man. Have, I either get a ride back or I have to Uber back. So. <laughs> so, are you, wait, is it just you? Are you hanging out with PJ and Adam yeah, tomorrow? Yeah, oh, yeah, man. PJ, Crafty whole, Devils. Crafty Devils tailgate, tailgate yeah. is going to be nuts tomorrow without. <laughs> oh, yeah. Without. <laughs> Lady Rez there to hold it down. So, all right, guys. Well, first and foremost, we want to talk about the ASU-UNLV game that is up and coming. Going to be a big one, like we said, the first Saturday game. ASU and UNLV have only met one other time in history, though. That game was played September 13th, 2008, and UNLV actually won it in overtime on a blocked field goal. I don't think that's going to happen this year. We're I don't fa- think so We're either. favored by 34 points, so I, 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 I hope. I don't think we're covered to 30, though. Yeah, I, the, the ASU's, ASU, the, the, especially these last couple of years, when Jaden's at the helm, when he's the quarterback, it's it, it's it's weird. We don't we, we don't typically blow teams out. Exactly. I mean, we, we, we win by, you know, it's it's a safe win. It's, but, it, but how it's much never, part of it is that Herm, you know? Yeah, true, you know, exactly, for sure. down the pro yeah. or whatever. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, exactly. He, he, people have to remember that he's an NFL coach, mm-hmm. so it's a lot. It's a lot of different thinking when it comes to the coaching mindset. Yeah, it is a lot different, and you know, UNLV they haven't really won a game in a while. Shane, how long has it been? <laughs> uh, what? How long has it been since UNLV's won a game? I want to say it's been since like 2019, not, right? Not longer oh. than U of A. Oh, yeah, it's seven up there. It's been days. a long time, but their last loss last weekend did not look good either. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the the, the thirty five thirty three loss to in, uh, to Eastern Washington in overtime. Yes. Uh, you know the 
the the thing with the UNLV team, their their run defense, it's it, it's good and it, and, it, and it's kind of too good for this team of what they're showing. It the 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 thirty four point uh, spread that's being shown, it, it's gonna the run defense is gonna have to play, and, and that's gonna be the that's gonna need to be the key for them to be able to stop the Devils' offense in general. Because uh, if you if if you make Jaden pass it, I mean it's not that's usually not good for defenses anyway. Mm-hmm. But it it pales in comparison to what the, our running backs could do against them. I think that's very true. You know, yeah, that's that's kind of weird that it's always been the other way. You know, where the quarterback has always outshined the uh, running backs mm-hmm. this year. I mean, whew. The two the two backs that we have, you know, it's crazy. And the crazy thing is, too, is with – think about how highly touted Jaden Daniels was when he committed. I mean, everyone had his their eyes on him. I mean, he was someone who came, like, late in the recruiting cycle. No one really expected it. It was something that was last minute. And let's be honest, Utah fans thought they had him in the bag, yeah. and it was like Cartman licking the, like, salty tears off someone's face when he committed <laughs> to U of A, you know, just to be able to kind of, like, laugh at that, how upset they were. But They, they Jayden, called it, it's just a trip. You know, he's, he's coming here just for the trip. Yeah, but, I mean, Jaden Daniels, in terms of – what I think people have expected of him and what he's been able to produce. This is going to be a big year for him because he really hasn't shown everything that's been expected and what people think he's truly capable of. And so I think starting at this game, it's going to be instrumental towards him showing more and really towards his draft stock later on. He has to get out there, get out there and especially in games like this and be able to at least show a little bit of flash. So mm-hmm. as I said, as I said yesterday, it's, it's, it's weird to think of Jaden as an, an inexperienced guy. Cause he's not when, when you think about the games he's played in and some of the big moments he's lived up to, I mean, he was so composed as a freshman, mm-hmm. but when you think about the actual game experience, I mean, last year it, 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 it almost doesn't count. And yeah. so, so with Jaden, I would love to see him be able to stay in the pocket. Like I said yesterday, I want to see that composure and I know he has it and, and he creates with his feet all the time, but I, I, I want Herm to give him a chance to kind of take that five-step drop, look downfield, find Ricky out there. I, I would love to see that this weekend. Yeah, it would be nice for sure. How much of that, I mean, with, you're talking about, I'm not showing everything. Mm-hmm. How much of that is Herm yeah. not letting him do a lot? Yeah. And then how much of it is Jaden himself being very proud of his interception ratio? Yeah. You know? So he's really conservative with his passing. True. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I talked yesterday about how Herm in the NFL, you know, you, you, you pound the run through a game, pound mm-hmm. the run the first half so you can set up play action. Yeah. I feel like what he's doing is he's pounding the run early in the season to set up those long bombs deep in the season when they play a team like Utah, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, defensively going into this game, I think that we really should expect to see ASU looking to force fumbles, like force interceptions, force turnovers, you know, force them to punt with UNLV's offense is decent. I mean, they switched their quarterback last week. Uh, I want to say midway through the third quarter, and they now announced that uh, sophomore quarterback Doug Brumfield is going to be starting this week. Mm So, I mean, it's not like – they got a full uh, perception of what he's capable of last week, but he did go into the game when they were down. I want to say it was 35 to 14, or they were down by quite a bit. Mm-hmm. It wasn't 35, but they were down by a bit, and he did bring them within um, being able to compete, and then they ended up losing in overtime well, to Eastern Washington. Let, let's so. be honest. You don't, don't expect any fireworks. You know, They're, oh, they're not going to come out no, bombing us. No, no, but, but, but I also don't expect – 
the defense to be able to go out there and just do this with their eyes closed. They, they have yeah, to still yeah. be vigilant in what their goal is when they're out there, and they still have to play like this as any other opponent, you know, in order to get fine-tuned for the bigger games that are on the schedule coming up. Yeah, that's why, I mean, that's why you have these games. The the, the takeaway margin that we, or the, the takeaways in general that we have, I mean, we're, we're right up there in the top of the FBS for, for the last, like, three years. But the, the turnover margin isn't great, which is surprising because of how many takeaways we've had. We, mm-hmm. we, we, we love taking the ball away, but we also love giving it right back. We love we, – we, 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 the, the ball security is a big issue at this point. Ball security has been an issue for Arizona State for years. It's something that Juan and I have talked about a lot uh, on – our old podcast that we used to have previously, and it was something I hit on every single week that they, for the most part, struggled with ball security. There were weeks where it looked like it was trending in the right direction, and then before you know it, you'd close your eyes, and the next week it was right back where it seemed like things had started. So I think that's going to be very important. And kind of like you brought up, Jaden Daniels being very proud of his accomplishments and his uh, pass ratio without really having a ton of interceptions. You know, That always gets brought up by Mm -hmm. the, the TV commentators. Yeah. everybody so it's kind of like he has that standard and maybe he wants to keep it too much I don't know I'm sure that's something that factors into it but looking at UNLV's defense um they allowed Eastern Washington to pass 374 <laughs> yards against them last week so I think Jaden Daniels really should have the potential to go out there and open up he should be looking at his chops right now yeah like that if I'm a quarterback I, I'm ecstatic I'm ecstatic, especially if I have his uh, accuracy and Mm -hmm. his consistency ratio. I mean, even if you throw a couple long balls and they're incomplete, I mean, this doesn't seem like it's a defense that really uh, goes for a lot of takeaways, and they clearly give up a lot of big plays down the field. So I'm I'm, I'm hoping Jaden doesn't have to throw for 300 yards. I'm hoping that, and I'm sure Herm is hoping, and I'm pretty sure Jaden would be hoping as well, that we get the job done early. We... We, we take a big lead, Jaden has a strong first half, and then we don't need to see him. Because I'm sure, as many ASU fans were concerned about when he went down with cramps, yes. I don't want to see any of that anymore. Yeah. I don't yes. want him to overwork. Yes, and you know I what? agree the, with that. The, the, the ASU fan syndrome checks in. You know, these are all should-haves that we should be able exactly. to do, but somehow we seem to make bad yep. teams look great. Yep. You know, all like a quarterback is all-world when, when mm-hmm. they come against us sometimes, it seems yeah. like. Definitely. And uh, as I talked about with uh, getting out early, um, the there's not a lot in terms of betting for this game that is super fun because the money line, the odds are astronomically high for yeah. you're not you're going to have to put a lot down to win a lot. Yeah. And the, the, the spread is, as we talked about, scary. I don't I don't want to hope ASU has to score more and more and more to get to that. But what I do like is the first quarter. I think we get out to a first quarter. I think it's seven and a half at the end of the first quarter that we're favored by. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know what that is? It is. That's that, that's going to be my DraftKings pick of the week. Uh, I'm going to take the over on the total uh, at the end of the first quarter, which is 13. Nice. So oh, yeah. I'm going to say take the over yeah. on that for yeah. my DraftKings pick of the week. And that's for the first quarter. Mm-hmm. You know, like we said, it's hard because this isn't really a game that a lot of people are going to be betting a ton of money on for the ending because, I mean, let's be honest, there's like a 99.9% chance that most people know what the outcome is going to yeah. be. But if you are interested in getting into the sports betting a little bit more, like we said, DraftKings Go on there. According to their site, this is what they have for ASU in terms of their betting odds. And, you know, I think it's going to be exciting, especially if you're an ASU fan, maybe break it down this way a little bit and kind of, like we said, play around with some free money. All you have to do, bet $1 on any NFL game this week, and DraftKings will give you a free $200 
to That's do what whatever I'm gonna have to try. It. I've never done online yeah. betting. Nothing. And well, and, and what what do you do when there's a blowout? You're, you're you're if you're if you're in the parking lot, if you're at the game, it's not interesting. You, exactly. You, no, you, you have so, to do something. You, you gotta get drunk to be honest. Sometimes, and the app is so easy to use. Even a drunk person could. So you know what? When I'm in Vegas, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> that is such an ASU statement. Our producer Jacob also is an ASU grad. He's he supports it. Uh-huh. So. Uh, yeah, but those are our keys to, uh, or those are our DraftKings picks of the week. Uh, going off that, though, we were talking about Jaden Daniels, how much we want to see him out there. We talked about how many touchdowns we think we'll see him throw yesterday. I predicted five. You predicted three. Mm-hmm. What's your prediction, Rez? For a uh, touchdown? Mm-hmm. Five sounds, you know, like easy. Yeah. I don't know. So I had five. And you a know why I take that back? I'm going to say four. Just because when we get down there, we have the running backs that will just run it in. I mean, he doesn't need to even throw any. Mm -hmm. A lot of people said four. We had one, two, let's see, TL, Chad. uh, They both said four. You just said four. Uh, Devin said two passing touchdowns and four on the ground. Uh, Andrew says three. (laughs) Silver Buff says two. (laughs) ASU MJP says three. And Rocky Mountain Sun Devil says two. So um, that's quite a big array. We'll see who ends up being the closest. Uh, It's going to be interesting. But we'll do our question of the day a little bit later. Before we get to that, it is time for us to talk about our DraftKings promotion that we have again, though. So right now, $1 down on any NFL game, as we were just saying. Just go to the DraftKings app, download it, open it up. Like Shane was saying, it's so easy. Even a drunk person can use it. (laughs) Um, There are some games that might not be as exciting to you to watch. You know, maybe there's some sports that you're trying to get into more, trying to understand more. This is a great opportunity to give you um, a reason to watch it. I don't know, for example, maybe golf. A lot of people don't really find golf all that enjoyable. But you know what? When some money's on the line, maybe it will mean a little (laughs) bit more to you. So, like I said, $1 down on any NFL game this weekend as long as you use our code phnx you will get two hundred dollars basically in free betting money to use so make sure you take advantage of that while the special is still going on i got i i got i won some money last night yeah i won some money in the bucks game my uh my, my pick was the under for on, on on the betting show that's on at 12 uh, every day if you haven't tuned in yet I yeah would. tune into his um, betting show if you need to learn how to bet on sports stuff but Wait, i did does, is it like for a newbie like me is it can i get on there and then like know exactly kind of like because a lot of the stuff, I don't know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know the yeah. over-under. I know yeah. the point spread. But there's so many other things. Yeah, on. yeah. So so what we break it down, I'm not going to make this my show right now. <laughs> but basically, uh, it's a 15-minute rapid-fire show. Give, give you some picks. Get in, get out. Bang. Use the DraftKings app. Money. Money on the table. Sometimes. <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, let's get to the keys to victory. For <laughs> yes. Coming up. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm show. sorry. That face, you just were like, money. Money on the table. And then it was like a very long, like, dot, 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 sometimes. And I just, <laughs> I just looked at you. I'm sorry. But um, yes. The, I mean, the biggest thing, the biggest thing for me coming up with this game, we, we you got to clean it up. We have to 100%. clean it up. There are 130 penalty yards just in the first half, and I mean, uh, Her, I mean, Herm is is the most mad about this. I'm sure. I'm sure. It, the, 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 that's the most penalty yards we've had in a game since 2007. It's it, it, that, that can't happen. It just can't. No, it, it especially against teams we can't we can't make ourselves play at their level. We just yeah. can't. And we also talked about this before, the need to protect the ball. That, I think, is also going to be a key to victory, not just now, but moving forwards. If ASU really wants to make a statement win against UNLV, they need to make sure that they have possession of the ball at all times 
when they are on offense and when they are on defense, they need to make sure that they are stopping them from driving down the field and working to either strip the ball or intercept the ball. Um, because we already know defense is strong with their takeaways, but uh, when it comes to protecting the ball offensively, that's where they struggle. So. You've been you've been a Devils fan for a while. How uh, all did, my life? It, does it does it feel like we fumble more than the average team? Does it feel like it feels like that? It does. Yeah. It does. I mean, I guess everything is more you know accentuated. Yeah, when, you know, for thinking sure. About your own team. Yeah. Because I'm thinking we're gonna you know we're not gonna play well. I mean, but I mean, it. it I guess it all comes. Yeah. Every team probably feels the same way. Yeah, definitely. I just feel like there's butter on our on our hands. <laughs> yeah. um, I we we touched on this a little bit yesterday, but a really underrated part of the game is is special teams. Oh, 100. And, and the, the the we there needs to be, the, as I said yesterday, good special teams won't always win you games. Bad special teams will almost always lose, lose you a football game. game. Yeah. Almost and always. We also talked about yesterday how many times that ASU has found themselves in a close game. Like, I can't remember the exact record. I'm not sure if you know it, but the number of insane games that ASU has had since Herm Edwards has been here that have been decided by, like, three or fewer points. And, and you know what? Or seven or fewer points. That's almost like by his working because he likes to be conservative uh-huh. and he doesn't blow out or he works for the time towards the end. And by that ending, you don't have enough time to come back. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And you lose by two, three. Mm-hmm. So special teams is something that's going to be really – instrumental towards winning and I mean kicking situation is what I think everyone needs to keep an eye on in the next two to three weeks I would say because I think that's going to be the realistic timetable as to when we will see Christian Zendejas return whispers, with the whispers, team. Whispers, whispers, Nobody knows. No, no. One, no one really knows. I mean he's back. He's, he, 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 he's, I thought they put him in the last game because we were having you know issues with the I don't think he played at all because he no, hadn't he been out but of practice. Have, yeah. Yeah. He was out there at the game, but uh, he his first day practicing or showing up to the bubble for practice was Tuesday of this week, I believe. Yeah, but still still, there's nothing uh, on yeah, him Yeah, there's nothing set in concrete about when he'll be back. So, I mean, I, I don't know if they're trying to keep that close to their own chest mm-hmm. for whatever reason or – what but that is something ASU is really going to need so they're they're also they're also going to need some willpower to get out of the Pac-12 South because I think there are five ranked teams in the Pac-12 and Mm -hmm. four of them are in the Pac-12 South yeah and but then you look at the Pac-12 North and it's an absolute joke it is a joke the Pac-12 North is a joke it's not a joke it's chaos (laughs) it's it's pure chaos no joke um, um but let, let, let's touch on some of those games yeah coming up. i mean um, we have a really big week of pac-12 games i mean a couple teams have some really really big time games that yeah. i don't know how they are or are not gonna go but uh first and foremost we'll start off talking about ucla ranked number 16 <clears throat> right now in mm-hmm. the polls they're on a bye yep. um now initially they played that very first week against hawaii didn't really look all that impressive but uh, now they look like they might actually be the team to beat in the Pac-12 South. But then again, that is not necessarily saying much on a national stage at yeah. this level in terms of the talent. So, yeah, I, I, I like them though. They're they're they're. The, I I think that um, even though they're ranked as high as they are at 16, I believe right now they. I feel like they're not being talked enough uh, talked about enough in within the Pac-12. You mm-hmm. know. I, when people think of these powerhouses, they think of you know Washington, <laughs> uh, yeah. Utah, um, USC. Uh, but UCLA football hasn't been this this big time team to be scared of, to be feared of in in a while. Yeah, so it I hasn't feel like they're, they're going time. under people's radar. I think they're, they're, the reason is they're better known as they can get 
you don't get the most out of their players because mm -hmm. they usually get like high yeah star players UCLA. Yeah. yeah and they never yeah. pan out the right way you know but mm -hmm. now with with the what fifth year quarterback mm -hmm. something like that and, mm -hmm. and yeah, they got the size and everything. And Dorian Thompson-Robertson did get some playing time in in the past. So, I mean, it's not like he's going out there with – I mean, he might not have been their starter this whole time, but, I mean, he's he's poised yeah. for greatness this year, I should say. He should be achieving should what be, he's yeah, achieving. For sure. Like, this is what he should do. Um, going into the first actual week, game of the week, That's though, that we banger. have. This is going to be a uh, I don't I'm know. Shane and I disagree on who's going to win this I, one. So, so I actually went in just before the show, and I changed my pick because uh, because because I thought about it a little more. I the, So it's Oregon-Ohio State. It um, is. They kick and, off at 9 a.m., number and, 12 <laughs> Oregon at number 3 Ohio yeah, State. And I originally had Oregon winning this game, and then I watched some more of that Ohio State game. And all I could remember about the Ohio State game when I first watched it was how poor their first half was. And that's kind of expected from week one of these games. But mm -hmm. then I watched that first, fourth quarter, and even the second half in general, but mostly the fourth quarter, they looked like Ohio State. They looked like an Ohio State team. I think I actually like them to cover this game. It's 14 and a half. It's a lot. But I actually like them to cover that. Switching from Oregon to, to, it outright to uh, Ohio State I think covering 14 cover. and a half is, is kind of I think they will 100% cover. I think Oregon is one of the most uh, – Highly touted yet underperforming schools in the pack up there with USC in terms of what people always expect them to do and what they never actually accomplish mm -hmm. or do. And I think that this is going to be a prime example of them getting blown out and getting the – like they're just going to get embarrassed and get literally their butt handed to them <laughs> on a platter on national television starting at 9 a.m. They didn't like, look good last week. No, no, they no, looked terrible. They, they almost lost yeah. to Fresno State at yeah. home. How much, so how are you going to go in they have the big like star like, players and then like not so star? And there's like a, I think there's a big discrepancy. But yeah. but Oregon's always been able to get those not so star players, as you said, get those get the production out of them. And it just didn't look like an Oregon team. Yeah, exactly. Granted, it was week one, so it was I, week I, one. It, anything could really happen. The, the nine a.m. start time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's the other thing. You have Oregon who can hardly beat. Fresno State at home for the opening week, and then the second week, like, I mean, right into you're it. going right into <laughs> number three Ohio State at on the Ohio road State, yeah. at 9 a.m. Like, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't think you're going to go in the horseshoe and, and come out of there with a win. Yeah. That's just me, though. Um, I'm with you. No, yeah, you so. got Ohio yeah. State. All yeah. right. Oh, so yeah. after that, 1230, we have Cal at TCU. I'm going with TCU in this one. I think, like I said yesterday in the show, there are a couple programs that you're going to see have more of a long-term nagging implication of, of the COVID, COVID measures. Yeah, yep. And I think that Cal and Stanford are going to be the two Pac-12 teams that really see the most uh, damage from their shutdowns that they had. And Texas doesn't have any. so. And uh, let's be honest. I mean, Cal and TCU are two teams that really are strong defensive teams. I think we all can think back to that Cheez-It Bowl that was mm -hmm. played downtown here. And it was – a ton of defense. Some people argue it was boring. I just thought it was an incredibly. <laughs> I love a good defense. I thought battle. it was a fun defensive I love game. A good defensive it went battle. really long, but um, I just, I just don't think that Cal is going to have what it takes against yeah, I TCU. Got TCU. I also. think TCU. I got take TCU. It. Yeah. I mean, they both played terrible. Yeah. You not as much as Cal did. Mm -hmm. But I, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think TCU still comes in. Well, TCU also played a small school, like a really small school in week one. I don't remember who it was. It starts with a D. But they won 45-3. to three. And so I think when you look at what TCU was able to do in terms of getting their offense comfortable in ter in, and generating some yardage and working together and getting back out there in that environment, um, it was a little bit more – 
instrumental in moving them forwards compared to what Cal's offense was able to do. I think they're coming in with more mentally of a, like a block and a setback going into this game because their offense wasn't clicking like mm -hmm. they wanted it to, uh, where TCU wasn't having that problem. Um, yep. After that. Another hard one. Yeah. Hard one. After that, we got number five, Texas A&M. At Colorado, kicking off at twelve thirty. I like this Colorado team though. That's what it makes me. It, 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 why did you, why did you schedule this? Game? I mean, I'm, I'm I'm always the first to complain about these early testers and like a, a team like a team in a power conference like the Pac-12 playing some random school like Colorado did, like Northern Colorado, mm -hmm. uh, early in the season. But also at the same time, don't just jump right into it. Don't they they had their test and. They they won thirty five to seven in their first game. Colorado did, yeah. And they ran all over the field. They, I think it was two hundred. Where is it here? Two hundred eighty one total yards rushing with six different players. I, I like this team. I like Jarek Broussard, but it's Texas A and M. It's Texas A and M. It is. It is. And I think Colorado is on a good path right now and a good trajectory in terms of what <clears> they're trying to do with mm -hmm. revamping their program and changing some things around after they kind of they had a really couple like a good ride for a while that they had going. And then they kind of plateaued and then started to downward spiral. Mm -hmm. And I feel like they're trying to redeem themselves right now. And I like what they are doing, but I just don't think they have enough gas in the tank to take down Texas A&M. I yeah, really just call, call, As don't. I said, Colorado ran all over them, but they didn't do what A&M did in their first game where they uh, had 260 more yards than their opponent. You know what I'm <laughs> interested in seeing, though, is – I mean, I don't – I'm not really familiar with Texas, so I don't know what the landscape is there. <laughs> I mean, I would assume it's not really high elevation levels like Colorado is. Yeah. Well, so pretty much flat. Yeah. That's what I was yeah. thinking. So I'm interested to see what the cardio level is like of some of these players and if that ends up costing them some uh, something in this game, yeah. whether it be a touchdown, uh, maybe they start playing sloppy and give up some penalties, uh, anything like that in this game. That is something I am going to be looking yeah. for. So that now, is now I'm I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to t tell you this straight up. I'm gonna have a little bias here. I know you picked Washington State in this next game also, but my dad went to Washington State, and I I, I, I pray for them. I, I I want them to win. They they're 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 a sorry football program for the most part. Sorry, but man, they, <laughs> I I. I, I, what? I one. Why are you apologizing? Because I'm apologizing to my dad right now. Oh. If he's listening to this, he's probably not. He hates me. <laughs> I'm joking. But, yeah, I have Washington State in this game for sure, 100%. Yeah, I picked Washington State. Uh, if you know me, uh, I, I, th I know I've told you this story, but one reason I like Washington State fans, I'll give you a quick little rundown. I was parking outside Tempe Mission Palms once, mm -hmm. and someone hit my car while <laughs> I was still sitting in it, like still sitting in my car. And then they tried to drive away. You were parked? Yes, while I was parked in my car, they tried to, like, quick reverse out and leave. Uh -huh. And this whole group of Washington State fans that were tailgating – circled the car and like would not let him leave and so they yelled at him and then they gave me some beers and good old Washington it State. was just great i mean good they were Washington really cool State. like honestly good people fans anyways mm -hmm. so yeah that's not why i picked washington state though um i picked say, washington yeah. state because i think against portland I mean, state not, not not by a lot though I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it's. I mean, yeah, the the, the, the you, you saw Washington State's last yeah. game. I mean, they yeah. they blew it. They completely. But blew it, it is Portland State. It's not like they're a super strong team. But mm. then again, it is Washington State. Yeah. But <laughs> that's where the, the the whole cougie in it, you know, comes from. Yeah, yeah. And, and Washington State's going to be angry after you losing to Utah State. The, what was basically the last second. Yeah. Like the, 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 they got to be fired up, and and I I think they take this one. Yeah, that game kicks off at three o'clock. I think that's going to be an 
one that you might want to keep an eye on. Maybe if you uh, get on DraftKings and you want to spend some money like messing around with some first quarter point spreads, that might be a fun one to pay attention to. Uh, five o'clock is another really big time game. Washington. I think this is the first one we actually disagree Michigan. on. Yeah, we don't agree on this one. I am picking Michigan because, listen, Michigan might be one of the most overrated, underperforming <laughs> teams in the Big Ten, but. Washington lost to Montana 13-7. to And I'm sorry, you're not going to go to the big house and week two beat Michigan. I just don't see it. Even though I think that Michigan is a sorry program, I think that Harbaugh has not done anything with them. This isn't really a Michigan show. Man looks good in khakis, though. He does. He does. You know, he could do a State Farm commercial. (laughs) I have to. I have to. I I actually actually hate him as a coach. He should be in a State Farm commercial with his khakis. Like, Michigan should do a State Farm commercial. I'm a bigger John Harbaugh fan. Khakis. It's only two. It's only two. And and that's where it'll be. But this might sound weird, but I. I actually don't think Montana's that bad. Which, which Montana's not that it's, bad. It's Montana. They're an FCS school. You should never ever lose to an FCS school. That's it's not acceptable. But they they have a good defense. Uh, their coach Bobby Hawk is a great coach, and I I I, I think Washington. It, they move the ball. The quarterback. Yeah, and, and pretty good. Yeah, and I think Washington. I think Washington. If they don't win, they cover this game for sure. I I I think that what you saw last week it was it was it wasn't a Washington performance at all and again week one everything's taken with a grain of salt but at the same time montana isn't a normal fcs school they're a solid team um i just think that the big 10 has stronger football programs than the pac-12 to be 100 mm-hmm. percent honest and after watching them lose it's hard for me to not pick michigan over washington now granted i'm not against washington i'd love to see what they're capable of this year. I'd love to see them get back to being a competitive force in the North. Um, but if they're able to do that or not this year still, I think, uh, remains to be seen. So, And Michigan only had to throw, I think, 11 passes in that game. Uh, this is the game yeah. I think Michigan wins. Yeah. 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 And I mean, but Damn. also, the, but Ro- two against one. But also, <laughs> Ro- Ronnie Bell, their their best wide receiver, and might even be their best offensive player, is out for the season. He is. So that is true. We'll but, see. We'll but <laughs> Mike is Washington. It's Washington. They just lost Montana. Yeah. Um, after that, we have San Diego State at U of A. Some team that doesn't really matter. Well, okay, listen. <laughs> San so, Diego State by a million. Yeah, and I'm picking San Diego State in this one. For reference, yeah. the U of A podcast this morning, both of the guys picked U of A to win. I'm, of course. 20, it was 21-16 and like 28-17. I'm just sure that they picked U of A to win, but personally, like, I think that – you know, maybe living in Tucson, they might be riding the high that the city's on a little bit too much and not looking through I think, a they, I think they just might be high because it's <laughs> Clear lens? I don't know. But I personally think San Diego State is – they're not an easy team. Rez, I'm sure you remember that a couple years ago yeah. when ASU oh. played San Diego State, their second game Rashad Penny. <laughs> they, I don't know that much now about San Diego. Yeah. They kind of play the same um, – you know the little yeah the, the you know where they have the small ball and they fall down and you know well the the line is Arizona minus one Arizona is only favored by one point so that tells you how bad San Diego State is 
So it, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't I, mind seeing this again, though. Right here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's about to be 707 days, <laughs> LOL, <laughs> that they have not won. Sorry, Saul and us both sitting in the other room watching this that are U of A fans. Um, but, yeah, I like you know, San Diego State if they, Yeah, I'm picking San Diego State. I think their losing streak is going to continue and yep. stretch out to 714. But, you know, we will see. I just – I I mean, BYU – The holy really, war. <laughs> this I mean, game like, is called the holy war. Yeah, it's amazing. The next one, let's, we'll roll into that game. But I want to touch on one other thing with that U of A game against BYU. Uh-huh. Arizona did show really strong glimpses of potential oh, with yeah. Gunner Cruz at quarterback, especially. Um, however, they still have a lot of work to do defensively to get where they want to go. Uh but I think that there is some potential. However, I don't think that they're going to get the job done this week. I think that I think they're still going to. I think, I think still they lose. showed some positivity from last week. Basically, just compared from the years past. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, it made the this the game. Yeah, look they looked like yeah. a football team. They, yeah, they looked. <laughs> yeah, decent. they looked. And BYU, honestly, because we're going into them next year, their game against U of A, they looked really good in some moments, yeah. and then in some moments, it was complete. Juve is really good at making people look good. But yeah, so after that, though, we have number 21 Utah at BYU kicking off at 715. Like we were just talking about BYU there after playing against U of A, I can't pick them to beat Utah in the Holy War or unholy war. I got to go with Utah. (laughs) Sorry, I got so excited about the name of this game. I just I just think it's so awesome. Yeah, I have Utah. I have Utah covering this game also at seven. Um, I look at this and this might be the first pack to a win of the day. I mean, possible. Yeah. All the ones before. Yeah. 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 yeah, All uh, go into this. Oh, six. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's actually kind of nuts to think that the first one of the game wouldn't or of the day wouldn't come until a seven fifteen game (laughs) when the Pac twelve is notorious for having mostly night games, but would have one, two, three, four, five games before Mm -hmm. seven o'clock. That's crazy. Utah. Utah's just my typical like gridiron team like I, I really i've always liked utah they're kind of the same thing every year they pound the ball yeah. they're, they, they're they're really good on the ground and their defense is always solid i mean they ran for they, they ran 31 times for 188 yards that is mm-hmm. the most gridiron stat you can give like i i really really like this team this year um and yeah i like them covering i feel like utah always just one of those teams that just <clears throat> silently works i mean and i'm talking about the players themselves yeah. and like the games it's not like it's not like people in other media outlets are really hyping them up. I mean, yes, they're fans. If you're an ASU fan watching this and you're on Twitter, I'm sure you've probably engaged with a Utah fan who thinks that they are <laughs> rivals with you at some point. <laughs> but uh, even though not everyone considers them to be rivals, they are one of those teams that does quietly get the job done, and they are someone that ASU does need to really watch you, out for. Yeah. They're closest you know to them who, in who, rankings. Who, who, who fans the flame of that rivalry, right? UCLA call Equity yeah. Bruin. Equity Bruin loves that. <laughs> yeah. well, He's the one that like wants to see you know, everything burned down. <laughs> it will, oh it, yeah, J-pop. <laughs> if if um if BYU does somehow pull the upset, we won't have to wait much longer for a Pac-12 team to win because one will win in the Stanford USC game. That's yeah. for sure. Uh, and yeah. it's definitely going to be USC. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to be oh, Stanford. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not, yeah. Yeah. Like we said with Cal, it's just by how much. Basically. Yeah, yeah I like I like Stanford to cover this game though. I like them plus seventeen. Um, their uh, their Stanford's defense was pretty good last week. Um, USA USC also gave up three hundred yards and over the air or through the air. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I like I like I, I, USC's winning this game, but I like Stanford to cover it plus seventeen. Um, I don't think so, just because there's so much. Um, they know each other too. Yeah. You know, I mean, even 
at their worst or yeah, for sure. their best. They know how what the other team's going to do. Definitely. I, I just got to go with USC. I think Stanford still has too many uh, things that they're still working through yeah. from last year. Like I was talking about, same thing with Cal. And even though I don't think that USC is uh, really – a lot of people think USC is going to win the South this year. Yeah. I personally don't think that. I think UCLA is in the yeah. most prime position to take fun. the South right now. It's going to be fun. Um, I think USC, especially with Helton, like yeah. I just – yeah, they might you, underperform, but this is a game that they should for yeah, sure win. I, I don't think they 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 take that next step just yet as a as a dominant team, not only in the Pac-12 but in the country. I don't think they're ready to take that next step yet. But they're 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 a couple defensive studs away from being that team. They're a couple corners, lockdown yeah. corners away from being that team. That's USC's story of their life. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're a couple away. That's it, always. Um, yeah, 7.30, UNLV at ASU. I got the Devils. I'm sure you both have the yeah, Devils. Yeah. We already talked about this one. Covered our predictions uh, where we think you guys might want to put your money down if you're looking to bet. And uh, finally, rounding out the Pac-12 slate this week, we have Hawaii at Oregon State. I'm going with the Beavers in this one. I don't know about you guys, yeah. but, you know. I think they're, they're – I look at them as a like a – uh, what do you call it? a lunch pail team mm -hmm. that just goes in and does what's needed? Yep. Yeah, you know, yeah, they don't they, make too much mistakes. They, yeah, they, they've always kind of been that. I mean, they, they're definitely a lot better they're not than flashy, they have. you know. Yeah. He's like, yeah, they're definitely a lot better than they have been in the past. I like this Oregon State team more than I like yeah. the Oregon State teams in the past, but yeah, I, the Hawaii, I mean. Hawaii is not Hawaii. Anymore. It's a Todd Graham team the, yeah. going to Corvallis, and yeah. I think that's enough that needs to be said right there. <laughs> that's a good point. That's uh, a good point. <laughs> so, yeah, Rez, let's get to know you a little bit more now that we're done with our picks of the week. Um, breaking down how you really became an Arizona State fan, you know, a little bit about your history and uh, your time as a Sun Devil so far. You know what? I, I've always liked ASU, um, even from high school going to um, – Starting my freshman year back in '87, you know, uh, mm -hmm. everything ASU, everything even in my bedroom, my apartment was maroon and gold. You know, it, it's funny because my mom, who graduated from U of A, you know, as a teacher, Ooh. you know, yeah, she got a, <laughs> her degree from there. Um, but she doesn't really care. She does not even care. But you know, I always grew up. I mean, I went to school at a small Indian school over in Peoria called uh, Southwest Indian School. Mm -hmm. Our senior class was probably like. Seven, eight, you know, that was it. It's small Dang. school. Wow. Yeah. And um, fortunately, um, I had good grades. So, you know, ASU came and gave me uh, scholarships to go. So, Yeah, it's an academic powerhouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you said 87 was when you started, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, 87, yeah. What, what, I'm, you've been to so many ASU football games, I'm sure. You know what? When I first started there, okay, people look at me as outgoing, doing mm -hmm. wild being from a small reservation, you yeah. know, like a small town, going to a small school, I was, I was kind of intimidated in mm -hmm. a large group and out of my, um, out of my, uh, comfort zone. Yeah. Out of my comfort zone. So I didn't really go to games. I watched them, mm -hmm. but I, you know, like most of my friends weren't really football fans either. Mm -hmm. And the high school I went to, we didn't have a football team. We played soccer instead, you know, cause we had such, we didn't have enough players. So, um, I, you know, I wanted to go, but I'd be the only one to go, so I, I stayed home. But it wasn't until like four or five years afterwards where I got really got into the football. What's your what, What's your favorite game you've been to? It has to be the Notre Dame game. Yeah, and and the reason being is I went with my uncle and my aunt, mm -hmm. 
Um, their son played for um, uh, Notre Dame. So his family sat in the Notre Dame section. <laughs> My uncle and aunt wanted to sit with us in the south end zone, and I got pictures. They both went to school back in the, what was it, 50s? At ASU, when it was like oh, the single awesome. level, wow! He used to, he was telling me, he goes, yeah, we used to watch the football games from that hill right there, huh. you know, like where you could look over. And yeah. So I mean, yeah, it was. And so they, he they went back there. there back in the day when it was around the prop, like yeah, prop exactly. two hundred, yeah, 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 and they yeah. burned all of that into the field. Mm-hmm. They were there in the prime. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, they they both um, met there at ASU, um, got married, you know. And you, most of the time, they're decked out in green because their son played football for Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah. But for this game, they were decked out in maroon gold. and gold. Yeah, yeah all that, was, that had to be nice to see. Yeah. So what did you end up going to school and studying? And, like, how, how was your time in Tempe then compared to what it's like for you now when you go back and visit? Like, are you able to reminisce on a lot of stuff and how much it's changed or how much your personal community has <clears> grown <throat> throughout the years and your network of Sun Devils that you know? You know what? Like I said, you know, I was very intimidated when I first got there. So I only went, I was on campus for school. Mm-hmm. Then I went back to my apartment. You know, that's where I spent the majority of my time. I wish I'd, I'd done more. I look back and I, like, if only I had hooked on with a group, mm-hmm. you know, something, you know. But, I mean, plus I got uh, married, had a child right away. Mm-hmm. So, and he, he graduated from ASU. What, uh, and when did he graduate from ASU? Like five years ago. All right, yeah. all right. So he's... Mostly a I went family. for what I think I off and on I went for like seven years I should be a doctor but <laughs> <laughs> you're like eh, but you know whatever um so you have such a huge following of Sun Devils now and I don't think anyone would ever actually know would you ever have known that he was not outgoing or shy no. I never <laughs> no, no. you know what never I, yeah I mean so, that's what I, I, I saw your of... I saw your stud finder tweet today or yesterday <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> so how did you like get out of that mold or break that mold or become the res that everyone knows today? <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I, I've always been a jokester. I mean, everybody knows me, even from back in high school, back then, mm-hmm. making jokes. So that's how Twitter came about. My release was like, anybody was fair game. I'd read somebody, whoever came on my TL, my timeline, I'd make a joke or something. Mm-hmm. It was just a one-liner, maybe even a two-word zip. You know, that was it. I, I didn't expect anybody to really... It was my my way of joking, you know. Yeah. And I guess people liked it. <laughs> Love it. Well, then, how did you end up, uh, you know, for anyone who maybe doesn't follow Rez on Twitter, <laughs> he is notorious for, you know, him and his girlfriend, Kim K, <laughs> and his beach house yeah. in Levine. Yeah. So how did little inside jokes like that all come about and just become a running thing? You know what? It started with Levine. You know, everybody um, laughs about Levine, you know, yeah. country, whatever. So... I just, you know, started making it my beach house, you know, yeah. my, my mountain resort on uh, South Mountain there, you know, <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> I don't know, I forget how, oh, you know what, my first thing that I made was a Photoshop with the family of the Kardashians, <laughs> I put myself in it and said, hey, you know, here's our Christmas card, and from there, just took off. Just stuck. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Just, notorious, <laughs> every time I see Kim K, I think of Rez, you know and I'm sure I'm not is, the only um, one. Last um, last year, I visited some friends that from I know from Twitter. My wife was with me, mm-hmm. 
and they kept saying, hey, is Kim in the car? And she's like, what's this? What, who's Kim? What are they talking about? Like, yeah, like, I'm who's like, Kim? Who like, is Kim? Kim yeah. Kardashian, hon, I swear, look, look, I'm famous on Twitter for it. I had to, I had to come up with all the pictures I've had and explain, you know, it's funny. So you hang out and tailgate a lot with Crafty Devils. Yeah, um, yeah. And I know he goes out of town for some games. Do you ever go out of town for any of the ASU games that, that they have? Yeah, I mean, um, I like to go to at least one away game mm-hmm. every year. You know, that's um, this year it's Utah. I mean, we always go to the Utah game because we have family there. Mm-hmm. So we um, that's where we always. That's go. gonna be a fun one. I think yeah. that's gonna be a great game. Um, what have you ever pe- uh, tailgated anywhere else besides ASU? Um, yeah, I've I tailgated at USC one time, but. I think, and then some NFL games, but other than that, no. So I was going to ask you guys, because I kind of want to talk about this in terms of tailgating. I think that ASU's tailgating Awful. is yeah. lame. Yeah. I Have you ever tailgated at USC? No. But you I, have. I've heard about UCLA with the, you know, being tailgating on the so golf. So mm-hmm. here's the weird part, because I feel like it's a split thing between the two of them. I've tailgated at both. If you are someone who is more of a lively party scene, I definitely would say that USC is more of a fun game day experience for you. If you're someone who's more of a laid back, like I'm going to chill on the grass, like mosey along from place to place, take my time. UCLA was a lot better of a fit. But UCLA was just weird because it didn't feel like there was a game day atmosphere. You're just driving through this random like neighborhood in the hills. And then all of a sudden someone's waving you with a flag onto like a <laughs> green parking. No, like, I've never grass. been there. Is, is that parking oh, farther away from the like the stadium you yeah, have to walk it's away pretty far you have to like walk through it i feel like you're basically parked on a huge golf course and you just like walk and i think there. that that kind of takes away from the whole tailgate yeah, yeah. you, you got to have the, the the stadium in the background yeah. you know so right you've there. been to utah every year or before though pretty much yeah and i've heard they have a pretty good tailgating setup What's you know what like for yeah them? they have like one block that's set off that's mm-hmm. the only place you can tailgate so everybody like you know parked right next to each other there's rows and rows of you know so mm-hmm. you can walk around. That's yeah, pretty close to the yeah, stadium. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's what we do. We usually, my uh, <laughs> my uh, sister-in-law lives in uh, Pocatello, Idaho. Mm-hmm. We drive down, and um, they usually bring, like, a bunch of uh, crowlers. So that's what we, we carry around, 32-ounce crowlers and walk around. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, <laughs> and they, 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 the last time we were there, we, were, we had, like, 32 ounces in both hands, and they're like, <laughs> we know those guys are from ASU. He's got 32 <laughs> ounces. Yeah. Uh, what were you doing? The Edward scissor hands, like yeah, with it, yeah. Edward forty hands. Um, what, what is probably your most heartbreaking memory you have in terms of oh, being a fan? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, for football losses, like, what was your most fam- painful loss? Because I can tell you mine, and like I, th- I said it before. I don't mm-hmm. know if I said it when we were on air or not, but that 2014 Oregon State loss for me was the most painful one I think I ever had to watch. Was there a loss for you as a fan that you had that was most painful? You and LV. 2008? Yeah. yeah. So leading that, up to this game. I, I felt we were so set up yeah. just right with everything, and then out of nowhere, I mean – those, yeah, are you know, Those are the worst losses. Those are the worst losses. I mean, Oregon, yeah. Or, you know, because we were number six mm-hmm. going into Oregon. Expected everybody was, like, having us the fourth team in the playoffs, yep. right? And then we blow, you know, lay an egg there. It was – that was rough. That but was the UNLV rough. one was – we should have. I mean, this, Yeah, blocked field goal in <laughs> overtime, 23-20. You know what else is heartbreaking? 
people that aren't subscribed to PHNX. That there's, too. There are so many things down there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are so many things. There are so many things on that website, including stuff Brittany has put up, including stuff yeah. our son's pod has, has, has brought up that you're missing out on. An annual subscription can get you a free T-shirt. It will get you a free T-shirt. The Coyotes one are selling like hotcakes right now. I personally like the uh, uh, ASU or, in the, or the uh, the the Suns one, sorry. I was um, like, I don't think we have yeah, one yet. The, the Suns one with the vintage uh, PHNX on it. It looks sweet. That one does look really yeah. awesome. I like but, it. But yeah, head over there. Um, become a member of the family. Uh, go PHNX.com. we got some great content on there. And also, don't forget to make sure you head over to DraftKings as soon as you can. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use our code PHNX. Put $1 down on any NFL game this week and you will receive $200 in free NFL bets. You know... Like we said, limited time offer. They're not going to be giving away free money for very long. So make sure you get in on this while you still can. And, you know, don't forget, use our code PHNX. So I'm an idiot. Does, does that mean that you just sign up, put $1 down, and, and, and then you have like an account or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so new accounts, you put in a promo code, the PHNX promo okay. code. And then if you bet on any, if you put any amount of money on uh, any uh, week one NFL game, you get $200 in free pr- promotion bets where, you can, where you're not using your own money. You're using uh-huh. the money that DraftKings gives you. Yeah. You guys hear that? That was a full breakdown from Shane for you, right from the horse's mouth. That's too easy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Monday through Friday at noon. Come on. Come yeah, join you me. Can't, you can't pass that one up. That is a great, that's a great deal. Let's, uh, let's get to the question of the day. Yeah, so it is time for our question of the day. I'm going to tweet it out for you right now after I ask it. Uh, but what Pac-12 North team had the worst loss last week? We have Washington, Stanford, Washington State, or Oregon State. All of them suffered a loss. Uh, honorable mention, not making the list is Cal. Yeah, I, I mean, I, from from the outside looking in, it's it's Washington because it's an FCS team. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I said earlier, I don't think it, it was as bad as people think, but I think it is Washington. And I think that's probably what the majority of the fans are going to say. Um, but, yeah, as I said, I don't I don't think it's terrible. But out of the – I mean – it depends. It depends what you define worse as, uh, like the worst loss, because Washington State would be the worst to have as a player. Well, I would say ugliest. Whatever's probably the ugliest loss. Yeah, it'd probably and that's be debatable because I think you can go with whatever one you think fits that. I think Washington was ugly, but you know what? I also think was ugly was Washington State. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. It, it it wasn't as much ugly as painful. Like if if you're on that team and and you you lose to, uh, with a last second touchdown scored against you, that's that that's that's pain. That is that is not that's pain. That hurts. And yeah, yeah, I think that would be the worst loss to endure as a player for sure. All right, our question of the day is posted. Go over there and check it out. Rez, who do you think had the worst loss in the Pac-12 North last week? You know what? Between both Washington schools, it's kind of even. But because Washington, I don't know if they were. Rated, I mean, like, uh, but they were considered on an yeah, upper ranked. level than they are in 20. Washington State. So them losing, I think, makes it worse. Yeah, definitely. All right. Are you ready for some ASU trivia? Oh, okay. All right. So it we're gets fun now. Yeah, we are going to test Rez's knowledge on <laughs> ASU, see how much he knows. And you know what? Some of you fans watching from home might learn something today, too, because we have some pretty interesting questions on here. Just, so let's let you know I'm not drinking or anything. So you know, <laughs> my, <laughs> well, mind, might, my mind is at peak form. I was gonna right say now, that so. makes it not as much yeah. fun sometimes. <laughs> so all right, do you want to ask the first one? Or you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. Um, what was the school's mascot before the Bulldogs? Uh, is it Tempe Normal. Um, 
Bulldog. I, I, I know this, so I, I can't think of it from... Uh, it's a bird. Was it really? Mm-hmm. The owls. Yep. Oh, yeah, you know what? 1899 yeah, to 22. Okay. Yeah, so they were okay. briefly yeah. the owls. Yeah. Uh, now the home of Arizona State University, the land it was built on was previously home to what? The whole valley? I mean, like, Hohokam? Uh, uh, just like ASU, like where Old Main's at and stuff. The only one I'm going to say is um, Pima's? No, it was a cow pasture that was owned by a butcher who would slaughter his cows there. And then he <laughs> I donated. That tidbit. I know, but then he donated land to ASU. But it's like, yeah, you know, it used to be a place where cows just would go to get murdered on the daily. Let's go, let's go to Hayden Library and I get guess haunted was, by some cows. You know, I guess it was normal to see cows that were trying to run away from getting murdered, like wandering around campus. Like, why are we not the like ASU cows, Tempe I, I, cows? I'm, I'm curious if this butcher had any relations to producer West, you know. Wes seems to like have inroads and his family one of his, was the first one of the few early arrivals in the area. Yeah, I know. I know Wes. Yeah. I didn't know that his family's been here that long. Yeah, mm. you, you should hear him on other podcasts, you know, like when you interview him, oh, it's crazy how much like knowledge and family and, you know, like, he knows he, he goes back. His family goes back a long way to that area. Yeah, there are some people who have been here for quite some time, like the Grady Gamage family is still local, too. So it's crazy all right how many people were in tempe normal's first graduating class just ballpark I'm gonna, yeah 65 33 that was 30 a good guess. <laughs> a guess that was a good guess all right what year was the now desert financial arena constructed desert financial. um wells fargo arena. yeah 63 1974 yeah uh there's one nba playoff game inside of formerly known as uh, wells fargo arena what game was it or you could just give me the year i don't i don't even remember that see i'm gonna say seattle supersonics uh no it was the suns and the kansas city these are hard these are hard uh <laughs> sorry um <laughs> Some of these, yeah, some of these are kind of hard. I just, like, pulled up, like, facts about ASU. I was like, we're going to make this. You're all learning. You're all learning things today. Yeah, this is good for you. Be good, stay safe, try and learn something. Um, That's what my old teacher used to say to me all the time. (laughs) Uh, The former ASU football stadium once sat where this building now stands. What building is it? Oh, wow. Um, Before they built it between the the buttes. The Gamage? It's right it's by the, yeah, there. Yeah, it's the business school. Okay. You were close. You knew the general I knew, vicinity. Yeah, I knew that. I've seen the old photos. Yeah. This would, this would be a fun one to get. What was the name of the very first football coach for then Tempe Normal School in 1896? <laughs> the name? Yeah. yeah. What was the football coach's name? Oh. <laughs> I have no idea. It's got to be something super basic, right? <laughs> Frederick Irish. Yeah. Frederick <laughs> Irish. Yeah. Uh, what Arizona State men's basketball tipped off for the very first time in what year? So, like, what year did they bring the team to Tempe or form the basketball team? That's, that's got to have been, like, maybe even earlier than the football? 36? 1911. <laughs> what year did the A first appear on A Mountain? You're close with your last guy. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a – Probably around the prop, uh, I'm going to say 60, 
1938. And then my final, this is the question I was super excited to ask you that I told Uh-oh. you about. So I, I, there, I haven't gotten one right yet. So. <laughs> but this one, I'm on a roll. This one, Rez, you are Indian. You are uh-huh. native to the community. You know, obviously you are very proud of your heritage. It's in your name. Um, and this has a connection to ASU, this question, and also the local Indian heritage that dates back. So why does the local Salt River Pima Indian, let me read this fully correctly. Why does the Salt River Pima Maricopa Indian community consider Hayden Butte, Hayden Butte, I can't read today, or a mountain to be sacred land in Tempe? You know what? Um, I, I don't know exactly but if they've been in the area, you know, I mean, a lot of stuff that is considered sacred are, are for reasons, and it's usually for um, either ga- grabbing, uh, gathering like certain herbs or you know certain plants that you know that grow on there, or um, you know places of worship that people, you know, I don't know, it could be any of those. So this is something that I think is really cool and probably one of the coolest ASU facts I found that I don't think people really know. And it kind of just goes with history. Uh, When they were building the light rail and doing excavation for that whole project down there, they found hundreds of petroglyphs, which for people who don't know what what those are, it's rock art images that were made by the Hohokam Mm -hmm. community. um, And they were dated to be prehistoric sometime between... 750 AD and 1450 AD. So it is a very sacred land for them there uh-huh. because people years and years and years ago uh, were the first people here who really built the first form of canals that were seen yeah. in Tempe. So, yeah, I just thought that was a super cool connection to the community that I think That's most really people probably don't know. It's I didn't something know that. I didn't that know. really could, I don't know. It's just see why you were excited facts. to ask that. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. super excited oh, for that one. Really cool That's thing. pretty cool. Now, what did they do with it? Did they take it somewhere? Or? Um, I believe that they have worked with the uh, indigenous, I don't know if it's with the, one of the, like the American people that's Indian on, program, yeah, like that, that ASU? ASU, or okay. if they did something uh, with the city of Tempe and getting it into like mm-hmm. an archaeological site or something. But I did read this actually on the city of Tempe's website today. That was where oh, I found it. Cause it I was like, surprised if some of that is put like in the library, you know, like, yeah. you know how they have the, the cases. Well, they have some um, human bones on display at one of the, like, it's one of the places you can see human remains from evolution mm-hmm. um, where they had found prehistoric uh, bones. And, like, let me know where display. I'll stay away from this. But it's somewhere at ASU. <laughs> but, like, stuff like that, I don't know. The God, history factors. I, cool. I love some of the stuff you bring up on this show. <laughs> ASU football show, by the way, right yeah. now. Well, hey, this no, is it's... an all-encompassing Sun Devils podcast, uh, okay? For sure, yeah. And... Maybe those were Sun Devil bones. Anyway, that yeah. will do it for us. Thank um, you guys so much for joining us today and tuning in. Yeah, please make sure to subscribe to GoPHNX. Join the family. Get on DraftKings, have some fun, win some money, yeah, come man, visit me. Yeah. Play for, like, I mean, basically free. Yeah, basically Play for free. $1 with $201. Have That's some what I fun. Do. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll get together after. We'll teach you something. Yeah. Shoot right, us guys. a follow um, at PHNX underscore Sun Devils on answer Twitter. Answer that question. Yep. Make sure you answer the question. And tomorrow after the game, we will be doing a post game show so make sure you tune in for that as well yeah Brittany will be be coming from the game i'll be here in the studio it'll be a good time it's gonna be exciting all right later guys you want to add res oh oh excited for the game because this is my first game i'll be attending this year all right i missed the last game so yeah it's gonna be a good one all right guys we will catch you on the flip side see you later thanks for watching